You touched on the importance of um, or the impacts of uh, birth, uh, vaginal birth versus cesarean section. And I've certainly studied that before and seen lectures on it before. I'm curious what your opinion is um, on the impact of if mom had, um, had a Western diet and high anxiety and, you know, poor environment and grandma had a highly processed, uh, poor diet, high anxiety, what are the impacts generationally um, on that baby? You know, are, is the vaginal birth, I know it's still going to be better, but is it disadvantaged by inheriting those traits from mom and grandma? Okay, so you bring up um, some very good points and very good questions, so thank you for that. So um, it, this is actually very interesting because one of the reasons that I got started in trying to understand and learn more about the gut microbiome is because it was it happened when I was pregnant. So when I was pregnant, I was in my GI fellowship training and I was trying to do whatever I could to help with my, um, my daughter. Now, what I didn't realize is actually the foods that we eat when we are pregnant do impact the gut microbiome of our children. I didn't know that. I actually thought that it all definitely started after birth and I got to make sure that she's eating the right stuff later. But we are now learning that, yes, what mother eats, um, anxiety, depression in the mother, all of those things will influence the gut microbiome um, and the taste buds of, of the baby. So um, it is important that those people who are pregnant or thinking about pregnant do eat healthy variety of fruits and vegetables. Now, your question is asking, can the harmful things, the processed foods and anxiety and depression be passed on through the um, vaginal delivery? And I don't think we really have a clear answer for that. I think that at this point, it still is, if possible, it is better to have a vaginal delivery. And because what's happening is if mom has an unhealthy diet of high processed foods and high refined sugars, and has a lot of anxiety and depression. Those things are already setting up that person for a slightly healthy, unhealthy gut microbiome. So I wouldn't want to make that worse by actively seeking out a C-section. I would try to do everything that I could to improve it by at least having the vaginal delivery and getting exposure to lactobacillus first. So, um, you know, we're learning a lot about this, but we do know that what mom eats does influence the, the babies now as well. Thank you so much for that, doctor. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and now bring in uh, Janet. Janet, you are unmuted. Welcome. Hi, thank you very much. Um, thank you for your presentation. Um, sometimes when you're eating a whole food plant-based diet, because you're eating so many uh, vegetables, beans, um, it can cause a lot of gas and bloating. Um, do you, what are your suggestions for that? And what do you think of um, digestive enzymes? And also wanted to know what your thoughts were on the treatment of SIBO, um, small intestinal, um, what is it, bacterial overgrowth? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks. So um, bloating. Okay. Bloating is so common. It's commonly seen in patients with IBS, but it can be seen in anybody. And the hardest thing when my patients are transitioning to a whole food plant-based diet is they complain of bloating. So they're 
few things to think about. One, bloating in and of itself is not necessarily harmful. We know that when we eat a predominantly plant-based diet and um, there is fermentation in the GI tract, we are going to get bloating. So it's only an issue if it is causing you physical discomfort or it's impacting your daily activities. The other thing is there are ways to decrease the bloating. So the first thing is if you are not used to a plant-based diet, it's not always recommended to go from zero to a hundred. So you don't need to go from eating minimal fruits, vegetables to all of a sudden having 50, hundred grams of fiber in a day. I recommend kind of going more slowly. You know, you have to rehab your body and you have to rehab your GI tract. You have to train your GI tract to get used to eating fiber and high amounts of fiber. So just because you experience some bloating when you start a high fiber diet does not mean you should stop or reverse. It does not mean that it is always um, harmful. It is part of the process. Fruits and vegetables can cause bloating. Um, and then there are other things you can do to help. So for example, ginger, I use a lot of ginger in my cooking and ginger can help to reduce the bloating. So um, there, there are different techniques you can do to help. But the first thing is don't go from minimal fiber to high amounts of fiber at once. Go slowly and take your time incorporating those things. Um, and if you find there are certain foods that are always a trigger, just scale back on that. But ginger is a great way um, to start, start with some of that. Thanks very much for that, doctor. And oh, sorry. And there were a few other questions. I didn't think, remember those. So sorry, I, I am happy to address those if you want. Um, you know what? And I'm so sorry we lost her. But if you would uh, raise your hand again, we'll try to get right back to those questions as soon as we can. Sorry about that. Do, do you want me to address those? Oh, oh yeah. If you have those, yeah. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, that, I do. Sorry. So okay. one of the other questions was kind of what's my thought on small intestinal bacterial overgrowth? So that's SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So like I said, 95% of the bacteria um, in our body is in our GI tract. The majority of that is going to be in the large intestine, but we also have bacteria in our small intestine and even in our stomach, for example. SIBO is when you get abnormal growth of bacteria in your small intestine. And we are still learning a lot about this. Is this because we have abnormal gut bacteria in our large colon that is um, moving retroactively kind of like upwards into our small intestine? Why do we have small intestinal bacterial overgrowth? Why do we have abnormal bacteria in our small intestine? We don't know, but we do have treatment options. We sometimes will give an antibiotic for this. I do recommend a whole food plant-based diet because if all of this is related to an altered gut microbiome um, and the symptoms of SIBO can be very similar to IBS, um, bloating, gas, diarrhea. Um, so SIBO, definitely we have tests to check for that. We have breath tests. So if there is concern that you might have it, get tested, get checked. Um, and, and there are other things too, motility issues. If anybody has a motility issue like scleroderma, other autoimmune conditions, it puts you at a higher risk for developing sebum. So that was one question. And then there was another question on what are my thoughts on digestive enzymes? So we do not have great clear cut GI evidence to recommend 
pancreatic enzymes in most patients. If you have an enzyme deficiency, which we can check for a lot of times, then we will give you digestive enzymes. It's usually in patients who have chronic pancreatitis or a pancreatic issue. Um, like I said, we can check for those, but I, I try to do um, everything as evidence-based as I can. And at this time, there are um, no guidelines to recommend giving digestive enzymes routinely. So I do not recommend it. Uh, again, thank you very, very much, uh, doctor. And um, so now we'll move on to our next question. And I, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Uh, is it Soman? Welcome. Yes, thank you. Um, thank you for that uh, presentation. It was amazing. Um, so I have been uh, whole food plant-based for around five years. Uh, mostly SOS free, uh, but I've been having uh, trouble with uh, uh, both type of incontinence uh, since around like nine months. Um, before that, I did transition to a raw diet. So I was eating over a hundred grams of fiber. Um, I started pelvic floor therapy since around six months. And um, I had a colonoscopy and everything was normal. And they also did a perianal exam and everything was fine. Um, I went to a urogyna and uh, she did some ultrasounds and everything was also fine. So I was finally diagnosed with IBS. So they gave me like a low dose antidepressant and um, since then, it's uh, been getting better, but now it's like uh, like more constipation too. So, and uh, yeah, I've been using like the squatty potty and doing yoga and walking. Um, I have now uh, transitioned to a more cooked diet and um, I started working with a plant-based uh, dietitian um, to help me uh, with the diet. And like, I don't know what is going on. Nobody know what is going on, but I suspect it might be like slow motility, but I tried like the beat test, um, but I don't really see anything like, um, I don't know. Do you have any recommendations to work with my team or? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of lost. I don't know what else to do. Yeah, I think you um, definitely sounds like you have a team that's working really well with you. And um, you've had a really good workup. I see a lot of patients with um, pelvic floor issues, and they present as really one of two ways. One is you can get constipated because that pelvic floor is very tight and it's not relaxing. And then you get constipation. On the other hand, there are patients who have a very weak pelvic floor. Um, we tend to see this a lot in women as they get older and women who've had um, childbirth and experienced childbirth because the pelvic floor gets really weak and then people have leakage and incontinence. The best workup when we're thinking about a pelvic floor issue is to see somebody who specializes in this. We can do something called an anorectal manometry test. This is a test specifically looking at 
your muscles in your bottom to see if they are working. Now you've had that done, um, but just to kind of explain it for other people, this is, this is a great option for people who have diarrhea or constipation, because sometimes you're already doing what you can with your diet and you might still be constipated or you might still be having like leakage or accidents. And sometimes we need to work together with a physical therapist. Um, and actually I have a lot of patients who have been on long-term stimulants to get them to move. And we're able to wean off of those stimulants and laxatives because it's really a pelvic floor issue. So, I mean, it definitely um, sounds like you have a really good team. I think they've, they're doing a lot of the appropriate workup. You mentioned something called the beat, um, like a beat study. So that is um, kind of like a lay person way for us to assess motility. See, when, when we eat, things should pass through us. And so many people eat beets because they're red. And when you poop them out, you'll start to see red in your poop. Um, and it's an, like a lay way of getting a sense of if your motility is working very fast or slow. Um, if, if that's all you've done, then we actually have other tests to look at motility, something called a SITSMARC study. Um, and this is helpful for either constipation or diarrhea you swallow these capsules, they have um, little tiny rubber bands that are radio opaque. We take an x-ray a few days later and we count up and see how many are there. And it gives us a sense of, is your GI tract moving too fast, too slow, or is it moving on target? So um, that might be a way to kind of get a little bit more of a formal way to look at how quickly or slowly things are moving. And I, I think one other, important thing that you mentioned is that you had diarrhea and now constipation. And that is something that we do see in a lot of patients. And, and I mentioned this before, but to emphasize our diet makes a difference, but also like everything else that's going on around us can, can have an impact. You know, there are periods, for example, um, many people, when they travel, they will notice that they get constipated. And it's not like they're thinking in their head, I don't want to have a bowel movement. No, it's they go regularly at home. But when they are traveling, their gut picks up on that environmental change and it slows down. And so um, whenever you have those swings, there, there might be other things too going on in the environment. But um, I, you know, without looking more into it, I, I think you have a really good team and they definitely seem to be doing a lot of the, the work. Up.